what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. There were hundreds, maybe even thousands of soldiers have gathered there to surround the city to take one man. You think of that. King of Syria thought he had enough force to take Elisha, but he had no idea what he was up against. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of 2 Kings chapter 6. The book of 2 Kings chapter 6. Move down to verse 14 if you will. The king of Syria is out to kill Elisha. And in verse 14, the Bible says, He sent thither horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, a mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. May God open our eyes today, and may we too see that there are more that be with us than be with them. These events took place several years after the healing of Naaman the leper. It's hard to believe that the king of Syria would have attacked Israel so soon after such a great miracle took place, and especially with the influence of Naaman by his side. But it is believed that by this particular time, Naaman had passed away. And so the king of Syria made some plans to ambush the king of Israel. And in verse 9 of 2 Kings verse 6, the Bible says, A man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. One of the jobs of a preacher is to warn the people of the dangers that are out there. Many preachers today refuse to do it because it offends people. They get upset and whatever the case. But folks, a lack of warning from behind the pulpit has made the church a dangerous place today. 
Now, did you hear what I said? Let me say it again. A lack of warning from behind the pulpit in this country has caused the church to be a dangerous place. What are you saying? I'm saying that the Syrians have taken over a lot of churches. There are more churches out there leading people to hell than leading them to heaven. Any church, any organization that holds up any kind of documentation equal or level to the King James Version of the Bible, it is a cult. Now I want you to hear that. Any church that says this book right here is equal to the Word of God, that is a cult. Beware that you go not to such a place. I'll say this. Any church that you go to, and the preacher is not preaching against sin and giving the cross of Christ as the answer to the sin issue, that church has been taken over by the Syrians, spiritually speaking. And while I'm messing in it and stepping in big piles, let me go ahead and deal with this too. Any church that allows gays and lesbians to come in and stand behind the pulpit and talk to the congregation, the Syrians have come over and taken over that church and beware that you go to such a place. You cannot be a homosexual Christian. There is no such a thing. Now, I know that's hardcore preaching, and a lot of radio stations won't play it, and they may cut it out on the stations I'm on, but I'm going to preach it, I'm going to shell it down, I'm going to tell it like it is, because God's people need to be warned today. And if I had some shoes on, I'd be stomping my feet, but I can't do it because I'm too heavy, and this floor is too hard today. But I look forward to the day when we get back in that building over there and there's some carpet under my feet and I can stomp around and I can tell it like it is. And I ain't got to worry about slipping and falling unless the Holy Ghost hits me. We've got to warn the people today. Beware that you pass not such a place. It's hard to hear that kind of preaching today. It's not popular. Preachers won't preach it today. Elisha was given a word of knowledge regarding this particular situation. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Flip over there if you will. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The gift of knowledge is one of the nine gifts of the Spirit. And while I'm upsetting people, let me just go ahead and say the nine gifts of the Spirit are still available to God's people today. And they are available to us today because of what Jesus Christ did for us at Calvary. Look at it. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge. Notice that. The word of knowledge. To another, faith. To another, gifts of healing. 
to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one in the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Elisha was operating under that gift of the word of knowledge, which means that every time the king of Syria made plans, the Lord was giving him a word concerning that, and he'd go to the king of Israel, and he would say, Hey, beware that you go to such a place. The Syrians have gathered there, and they're going to ambush you, and they're going to kill you. You need to stay away from that place. Oh, let me go. Can I step in some more? Let me step in a little bit more. Any church that tells you today that the nine gifts of the Spirit passed away with the apostles, or any preacher or any church that will tell you today that when the Word of God was finished on the Isle of Patmos with John, that, that the gifts of the Spirit was finished and done as well, and it's not for us today, you're going to a church and you're listening to a preacher that's been taken over by the Syrians, spiritually speaking, and beware that you go to such a place. The gifts of the Spirit are for God's people today, and God help us today. We need it more today than we need all the strobe lights flashing and the smoke pots boiling and all of this other kind of stuff we're bringing into church today. We need the gifts of the Spirit operating in the church today like never before. We need it, folks. We need it. Gift of the Word of Knowledge. I know a lady right now that's got that gift. She's called me up and told me things that only I knew about. Because I've been in my prayer closet praying and talking to God about things. Lord, move here, move there, open this up, do this, do that. Lord, I'm praying for this, I'm praying for that. Then I get a phone call. They said, you've been praying about this, that, and the other. God's fixing to open it up for you. Oh, what a blessing it is, that gift of a word of knowledge. Oh, it's been a blessing to me. It's been an encouragement to me. What, what a great gift to have, to, that, to have some inside information on something. It's a gift. It's a gift from God that's available to you today. You say, Brother James, that was Elisha. That was under the Old Testament. We're under the New Testament today. And Jesus Christ paid an awful price for us to have these gifts today. And you as a child of God need to be asking God for these things. Paul said, if you look down there in verse 31, he said, Covet earnestly the best gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, 31. They're available for us today. How many of you, if you went to the restaurant today and you ordered a full rack of ribs and you had to pay before you sit down to eat and you paid for it and when the waitress brought them out there, you didn't have but three ribs on your plate. Now, folks, I'm going to tell you, I'd be upset if I'm going to pay $25 for a full rack of ribs, I want my plate of ribs, and I want my mashed potatoes, and I want my whatever else I'm going to have with it. I want what I paid for. And we as children of God, we're settling for less than what Jesus Christ paid for at Calvary. You need to avail yourself of everything that God has for you. 
covet earnestly the best gift. It's available for us today because of what Jesus did for us at the cross. Oh, what a blessing that gift was. God just gave him a word. Didn't tell him everything, but just, just a word. It was so accurate. I mean, it was right down to the nitty-gritty. I mean, the king of Syria thought his house was bugged. I mean, he's got his servants going around checking out the receptacles and the light fixtures and unplugging the television and cutting off Wi-Fi. I mean, he thought his house was bugged. 2 Kings 6, verse 11, The heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. He called his servants and said, Which of you is for the king of Israel? Somebody is a traitor in the house. Somebody keeps taking my plans and carrying them over there and telling the king what we're going to do. Who is it? One of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel. He's the one that's telling the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedchamber. You would think that after hearing this and seeing the overwhelming evidence that it is God that is revealing this to Elisha, I mean, the proof is there. You would think that the man would stop his plans and evil attacks. But it's amazing to me how people can resist God. It's amazing to me. Overwhelming evidence. The signs are there. But this man is able to look beyond that and continue down the road he's going. It's amazing to me the signs that are all around us today that Jesus Christ is coming back and there are people making plans to live like the devil. It's amazing to me. He makes his plans. Instead of this thing softening his heart, it hardened his heart. And such is the Word of God. The Word of God is a powerful thing. It has a powerful effect on people. True, it affects some people in a negative way. It affects some people in a positive way. But that's up to the individual. Brother James, you ought not to preach on that subject. It's going to upset some people. You're going to get some ugly phone calls. 252-299-4234. I don't give two Nash County Nats whether you like what I say or not. I'm going to say what the Word of God says regardless of what the response of the people is because Paul told Timothy, he said in 2 Timothy 4 and verse 2, preach the Word, be instant in season or out of season, rebuke, reprove, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Preach the Word. 
Preach the word. Shell it down. Tell it like it is. King of Syria, he sent out a whole army to take down one man. You think of that. I mean a whole army. Look at it. 2 Kings 6 verse 14. King of Syria sent horses and chariots and a great host. They came by night and compassed the city round about. Now, to compass an entire city, that's a lot of soldiers. There were hundreds, maybe even thousands of soldiers have gathered there to surround the city to take one man. You think of that. The king of Syria thought he had enough force to take Elisha, but he had no idea what he was up against. I said he had no idea what he was up against. Verse 15, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15. Elisha's servant rose up the next morning. When he saw him, he said, Alas, master, what in the world are we going to do? Elisha answered and said, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, now, what in the world did he mean by that? The spirit world is very real. Actually, the spirit world was created before this physical world was. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning God created the heavens, that's the spirit world, and then the earth. And when you read over in the book of Job, chapter 38, Job was standing there and the Lord asked him, Where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? That's Job 38, verse 4. Where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Who laid the measures thereof and stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? Who laid the cornerstone thereof? When the morning stars sang together and the sons of God shouted for joy. That's the verse I want to concentrate on for a minute. When the sons of God shouted for joy. That phrase, sons of God, is referring to the angelic host. When God created the heavens, he created all the angels at one time, evidence is. And when you read in uh, Ezekiel chapter 28, we see that Lucifer was in charge. And in Isaiah chapter 14, we see where he wanted to be like God, and he led a rebellion against God. And in Revelation chapter 12 and verse 4, we see where one-third of the angels sided with him. And they formed the kingdom of darkness. But that means that two-thirds of the angels are still on God's side. <laughs> There's more that be with us than be with them. If Satan had his way, we'd all be dead. Just like those Syrians had gathered and surrounded the city trying to take Elisha and kill him. The powers of darkness has gathered itself against us, you and I, the child of God. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world. Oh, but let me tell you, there's more that be with us than be with them. There's more that be with us than be with them.
Romans 8.31 says, If God be for us, who can be against us? God alone is enough. But let me tell you, he's got his angels looking out for us. And they are powerful beings. These angels are. In 2 Kings chapter 19, 2 Kings 19, the Syrians set themselves against Israel and were about to attack. And in verse 35, 2 Kings 19 verse 35, the Bible says that night an angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians 185,000 men. And when Israel got up that morning, there were dead corpses laying all around out there. One angel killed 185,000 powerful beings. That was one angel, and I bet it was one of God's little scrawny angels at that. <laughs> little fella. There's far more going on out there in the spirit world than we realize, folks. And may God open up our eyes spiritually speaking, that we may see it. Elisha's servant was worried when he saw that a Syrian army had surrounded the city. He was seeing it in a physical realm. When we look around us today, and we see things getting worse and worse and worse, evil is just taking over. I mean, it's just... You know, back years ago when you went in, you bought something from the store, you you, you kind of expected a, a nice, pleasant attitude coming from the cashier. And today, the the, these, these folks that got running the places now, they just got nasty attitudes. They don't care whether you buy anything or not. Just People just got nasty attitudes. You go ask a question, where can I get a piece of pipe at? It's over there. Help yourself. If the Holy Ghost won't in me, i show you where that pipe's going to be. <laughs> it's getting harder and harder to keep, to keep, for the Christian to keep his stuff together. I'm serious. It's, it's, get, it's getting harder and harder because of the attitudes that are out there. But don't, folks, don't let the nasty attitudes out there in the world and the evil that's in this world affect your relationship with God and the way you treat other people. Ask God to help you keep it together. Ask God to help you to maintain a Christ-like attitude regardless of how nasty other people are. Getting harder and harder, people. It's only going to get worse. We look around and we see these things and we get discouraged by it. Especially when we come to church and we see empty pews. There's more people in Walmart today than they are in God's house. Let me back it up and rephrase that. There are more of God's people in Walmart this morning than there are in God's house. Shame on you, church. But regardless of where the people are at today and you look around and you're like, where are folks at? Understand today there's still more with us than be with them, spiritually speaking. You say, well, Brother James, this happened with Elisha and that was the Old Testament. Yeah, I know. We're in the New Testament now. Built on better promises. See, under the Old Testament, Jesus Christ hadn't gone to the cross and paid the sin debt. 
Today, we got it better because Jesus has gone to the cross, man's sin debt has been paid, and he sent the Holy Spirit in a greater way than he did under the Old Testament. And we've got all the gifts available to us today if we just ask for it and seek God for it. But we're more interested in worldly things than we are spiritual things. If we spend more time asking God for the spiritual things, then maybe some of these other physical things we're asking God for will will come about. We're too earthly-minded when we go before the Lord. We need to be spiritually-minded. We need to seek God for His gifts and whatever it is He's got for us to have. Ask Him for it. If God did this thing under the Old Testament, how much more will He do it under the New Testament? It's built on better promises. Church, don't get worried and upset when you see all these bad things taking place around us today. The Bible prophesied that these things were going to happen. But pray and ask God to help you see that there's more out there to be with us then be with them. And God will open up your eyes so that you can see it. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, as well depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.